Welcome to the Love You More podcast. I am Jennifer McDaniel, your hostess. Hey, so think about the last meal that you just had. For me, it was breakfast. And think about what you ate. Think about where you were when you ate that meal. Let me ask you a few questions. Um, Were you sitting down? Were you in a car? Were you using a utensil (laughs) or like my kids don't use utensils ever. I swear. (laughs) Um, Do you know whether or not you were doing something else? Like, were you also working? Were you eating with a family member or friend? Were you reading the paper? Does anybody do that anymore? The actual paper. Um, What were you doing? Maybe, maybe you were just eating perhaps and that's it. Um, are you a fast or slow eater? Do you remember if that meal that you ate was eaten in kind of a hurry or was it like a meal where you sort of lingered at the table, took your time. And then do you remember how you felt after that meal? Like, was it a meal that you just kind of moved into the next thing? You didn't really think about it or Was it a meal that like you felt, man, I could still eat something. I'm still kind of hungry for something. I don't know what it is. Oh yeah. Chocolate. (laughs) Or maybe you ate that meal and you're like, oh, shouldn't eat that. That was too much, too greasy, too sugary, too whatever, you know? So I'm asking you these questions because every time we sit down to eat, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of things that can happen within that experience. And, um, I have recently been doing a deep dive in a practice, a way of eating called mindful eating. Maybe you've heard of it. I think it's a pretty popular term and, and, um, description of way that we, that we eat. And maybe you've even tried it yourself before. Probably a lot of my love you more podcasters have, because a lot of my love you more podcasters are all about self-care and they know that eating is one of the purest, most beautiful forms of self-care because maybe every three, I don't know how many times a day you eat. I eat typically five times a day. I typically, well, I always eat breakfast. I sometimes eat a mid-morning snack. I always eat lunch. I always eat an afternoon snack. I always eat dinner. And then every once in a while, I'll have something after dinner. So um, those are opportunities to sit down to sit down and to eat something that tastes good, that's both physically pleasing, but also emotionally pleasing. It's time when you have the possibility to maybe slow life's life's pace and take, I don't know, how long, how long does it take you to eat a meal? Have you ever looked at a clock and, and kind of seen what's your average eating time? Are you like 10 minutes and under? <laughs> Or are you 20 minutes and over? So um, it's, it's a possible option that we have at least 20 minutes times three, one hour where the only person that we have to think about nourishing is ourselves. So mindful eating is the definition. Well, let me back up. Let's, let's, Let's back up to the definition of mindfulness 
because mindfulness is really the foundation of mindful eating. So the definition of mindfulness is paying attention on purpose to the present moment without judgment. So I don't know what you're doing right in this very second. You're obviously listening to my voice if you're hearing this podcast, but are you listening to this podcast or is your mind elsewhere? Are you actually listening to this? Are you, where are you right now? Can you, can you feel your body and where you are and wherever that place is? Are you doing it without an element of judgment? So that's mindfulness and mindfulness is mindfulness is a really beautiful, beautiful for me, peaceful practice, because when I am in my present moment, most of the time, there's nothing really too bad about it. You know, every once in a while, like, I don't know, this morning, my middle son was really just irritable and like every request was a yell, you know, and I'm like, man, this is quite unpleasant, (laughs) you know, but I was in the present moment with him and that present moment wasn't, wasn't that great. Um, but most moments really of our day are quite peaceful, right? It's the, it's the self-created thought that makes it not peaceful, right? Because if I am sitting there eating my lunch and my mind starts to spiral about all of the things that I need to get done to get Halloween off and running, right? Oh, well, Henry wear that costume, you know, well, my, my, my sensory child, I've bought three costumes for him. Is he going to wear them? You know, I start thinking about that and then, oh yeah, I haven't gotten the snack preparations for the school snack yet. Cause I'm a snack coordinator at our elementary school. So I could be sitting there enjoying my lunch, which is supposed to be a pretty peaceful situation, but I have created a non-peaceful situation because I'm not being mindful, right? My mind is somewhere else. So that's mindfulness, paying attention on purpose to the present moment without judgment. And so if we stretch that over to mindful eating, mindful eating is the same, except for it applies to food. So I'm paying attention to what I'm eating with intention, moment by moment, in the moment, and I'm not judging it. And you might've heard also of another concept called intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is very similar. Mindful eating and intuitive eating have a lot of overlap. Intuitive eating um, has principles and it's got, it's, it's got a bit more, maybe perhaps structure than mindful eating does. Um, But in the gist, they are, they are very similar. Intuitive eating also really challenges the whole diet culture. It's got a, sort of, I would say, goal in mind to challenge diet culture, challenge dieting thoughts and all of those things. And and mindful eating does that too. I just think mindful eating is comes, comes at it with a little bit more, less striving per se. So I've been working on these mindful eating talks. I gave a presentation just yesterday at the women, infant and um, children conference in Columbia, Missouri. And one of my conversations or topics was this, this practice of mindful eating. And so because I've been learning more about it and doing a deep dive on it, I've been personally trying to practice it more myself. And, um, 
let's, let's talk about what it looks like. What does mindful eating, what does it look like to do mindful eating? So a lot of the, a lot of the foods that we choose on a regular basis are fairly automated choices. And sometimes, um, automated choices are made when we're not really even hungry. Maybe we're just in the mood for something, or maybe I've got this thing that I do at three o'clock, regardless of whether or not I'm hungry, that I just eat because it's that time of the day. Um, maybe I have learned that when I eat something, when I'm in a certain mood, it makes me feel better. Maybe I eat when I'm not even, when I'm not hungry at all, right? So the first step of mindful eating is before we even reach for food, we pause and we ask ourselves, am I hungry? <laughs> you know, where am I? Where am I on this hunger scale? And I, in my um, private practice, we use a hunger scale that is divided up into 10 parts. So part one is like, you're starving, feeling weak, dizzy. I mean, you're incredibly hungry. Very, very rarely do we ever feel like that. And then going all the way to the end of the spectrum at 10, 10 is you have eaten so much food. You feel just completely sick, right? So those are the opposite ends of our spectrum. Well, four is beginning to feel hungry. On the other side of four is pretty hungry, stomach beginning to growl, right? So there's the differences between three and four. And if I am thinking about eating, I should be somewhere between those, right? I should have some kind of hunger. And if I'm not, if I'm slightly, if I'm pleasantly full, I'm comfortable, like then, then, then I'm reaching for food when I, I don't really need food. So there's something else going on that's leading me to want to eat. So mindful eating begins with that step, looking at why I'm even choosing to eat in the first place. Now I had a really good question from somebody at the conference yesterday that was like, well, what about people who are on schedules and they have to eat because it's just time to eat? Well, that step is a bit harder to do. And not all steps in mindful eating are going to be possible at every single meal. Um, like, you know, kids at school, they have to eat at a certain time of the day. Some kids have to eat as early as 1030 in the morning. And if they're a really good breakfast eater, they might not be that hungry. So they're eating when they're not hungry. So sometimes we do have to eat, even though we might not be really that hungry because we know it's going to be a long time before we get the chance to do it again. And so that's, that's a possibility. That's a barrier to step one of mindful eating. And, and if you do, so the next step is, okay, if I'm not hungry and I am just bored or I am upset about something, then the next step of mindful eating really turns into mindfulness. All right. Then what do I need? What, what, what do I need instead of food? Because food is not going to solve the problem. It might give me a temporary feeling of feeling better, but it's not going to last. And most likely it's going to turn into a feeling of guilt later because I ate when I wasn't hungry and it didn't feel good. And now I'm stuffed or I didn't make the choice that feels good in my body. And so now I'm feeling kind of icky about it. Right. So it, 
that emotional eating leaves us in a place that was worse than we started sometimes. All right. So let's say that you were hungry. You know, I, I actually, yes, I am hungry. And, and let me, let me just say that normal eating doesn't, we're not extending this process like I'm doing right now. Right. But it is, it is a pause. It is a quick check-in. It is a quick, yeah, I'm hungry. It's time to eat, move, go. Right. Sometimes it's so automated, but if you are someone who does feel like you're eating more mindlessly, then that is a, that is a great practice for you to slow the train down before you eat and, and ask yourself these questions. That's a really good opportunity for you. All right. So you're hungry. It is time to eat. Now what's the next step of mindful eating? So the next step is once you've prepared the food, Ooh, guess what? I didn't say what to eat, right? Because mindful eating isn't about diet quality. It isn't about, did you get the right portion size on the plate? Have you logged it in my fitness pal? Um, how many grams of carbs are in there? Are there enough fiber? There's not enough vegetables, right? There's a lot of chatter that our minds do when we build a plate that is called judgment. Those judgments come oh man, from a million and one sources, right? They come from our childhood. They come from culture. They come from our partners. They come from our dietitians. <laughs> they come from everywhere, right? There's so many reasons and so much that we bring to the table in terms of judging food. But mindful eating, um, we're going to get there. We're going to, we're going to talk about how mindful eating can lead to making healthier food choices. But in the beginning, when you're practicing mindful eating, it's just important to know that it doesn't, it's not contingent on you making a healthy choice. It's about you choosing what you're wanting in the moment. So you've got this food on your plate. I don't care what it is, but you've got food on your plate. So the next thing that you do with mindful eating is that you only eat. This is for me, this is the hardest one. This is the hardest kind of step of mindful eating because I'm always wanting to do something else. I want to be productive. I've got that book I want to read. I'm reading Dr. Becky Kennedy's good inside book, a guide to becoming the parent you want to be. When am I going to read that? When I eat, you know, I mean, you're, I'm always looking for something to do. And if I'm just eating, it feels like a waste of time. So that's a whole shift of, of reframing that, right? No, actually you deserve 15 to 20 minutes to yourself to really be with your food, to enjoy your food, to see how your food tastes, to see how it feels in your body, all of those things just to relax. I mean, food is joy. Food is enjoyment. It should be. And this is a chance to engage in that. So why do we ignore that so much? Why do we deprive ourselves of that opportunity? You know, so you eat intentionally, you only eat, you clear away the distractions, you put away the phone, you tell yourself the world's not going to end if you don't get work done for 15 minutes, right? So that's, that's step three of mindful eating. Um, as you're eating, um, another piece of mind of, of mindful eating is appreciation, right? So you are appreciative of what you have. And for many families that's ingrained, um, before they eat, maybe they say grace, maybe they offer a note of gratitude. 
Um, but somehow that broccoli, that um, piece of pizza, that chicken nugget, that chocolate, somehow it got to you. Someone, someone's hands pulled the broccoli from the ground. Someone else put the broccoli in at the food processing plant. Someone else put it in the, I mean, like there's a lot of steps and a lot of people who helped get that food to your table. And of course, you're not going to think about every single thing and every single time you sit down, but there is just an element of appreciation for what we have. And that is, that's, that's part of mindful eating. And I think that's a really beautiful part. And I, I don't personally do it enough. Um, but it, if you have kiddos, it is a fun thing to do with your family and just to ask, Hey, how do you think this pasta got to the plate? Like, see how far they can back it up and see, you know, how, how that food came to get into, get on our plates and into our belly. All right. So you're eating and now we have the chance to engage with the food with all five senses. And typically the sense that we think about most with eating is taste, but we can obviously see our food. We can smell our food. Sometimes we can hear our food. Rice Krispies did a really great job of marketing that one. Snap, crackle, pop. Um, we can feel it in our mouths. So there's the mindfulness piece is now eating our food, eating it pretty slowly. So slowly meaning, are you chewing your food? I mean, there are so many times where I just put a ton of food on the end of that fork and I put that big mouth piece of food in my mouth and I swallow it after only chewing maybe a couple of times. So the research shows that really, if we want to have, um, if we want to have good digestion, if we want to absorb a lot of the nutrition from the food that we're eating, if we want to um, feel good after eating versus feeling bloated or gassy, that digestion begins in the mouth and uh, we should be chewing our food depending upon what it is. If it's something that's chewable, not something like super a smoothie, like 20 to 30 times, that's a lot. And so chewing your food, um, and, and then of course, you know, swallowing and maybe taking a drink and of water and then repeating that all over again until your body tells you, Hey, you're at a six on that, that fullness scale. Now you're comfortably satisfied. You're comfortably full. So when I go back to my, um, little hunger and fullness scale, five is satisfied, but I'm not necessarily hungry or full. So I wouldn't personally want to stop there, but I also wouldn't want to be a seven, which is slightly uncomfortable. I want to end my meal at a six. I want to be pleasantly full. So I am eating slowly. And when I eat slowly, my body, my stomach has the time to send messages to the brain that I feel comfortable. And then I feel like I could be slowing down and I, it's, it's time to stop. And maybe perhaps there's still even food on the plate, right? Um, because most of the time we just finish what we've got in front of us. And at home, like when we eat at home and we serve ourselves our, our food from home, like that's pretty normal that we finish what we have. But this comes in to help um, in a big way when we are like at a social event or we're at a restaurant and we get served portions or there's a lot more variety that are just, it's a lot. And so it's, it's harder for us to eat the right amounts. But if you're practicing these mindful eating opportunities, then actually it becomes quite easier to do that. 
The other piece that I forgot to mention before you start is how you sit at the table matters. So uncrossing your legs and just taking a moment to feel your body, you know, high knee in the chair. And maybe you do take a couple of breaths, right? Maybe you do <sighs> just breathe out some of that cortisol that's been building up throughout the day. And that's, that's pretty helpful too, because if we have higher levels of cortisol, we know that that's not good from a stress standpoint, um, a health standpoint, body health standpoint. So getting rid of, not rid of, but just relaxing. So the body is in a state that's prepared to eat versus a state of stress. That's also really, really important. So you can kind of breathe throughout the meal as well. So those are the, those are the main steps of mindful eating. And we do know, I will say that from the research, we've seen mindful eating play a pretty big role in helping people to slow down, um, improve with binge eating, emotional eating. We've seen mindful eating used in um, IBS, um, irritable bowel syndrome uh, clients or patients and have improved quality of life, reduced IBS symptoms. Um, so mindful eating has been really helpful with things like that. Um, mindful eating has been shown to help people with their weight without dieting, right? So dieting going back to, I mean, you know, if you think about words that describe dieting, you think about willpower, rules, cultural conformity, weight loss, avoidance, rigid, counting calories, deprivement or deprivation, I think is the proper word to say that. <laughs> so mindful eating is more consciousness, listening to internal signals, empowering. It's about health versus weight. It's about acceptance, about being flexible. And so when people do these things, when people walk through those steps of mindful eating, you know, am I hungry? If I'm not hungry, addressing it in another way, um, eating slowly, you might eat a different amount of food that way. Thinking about, this is also when I forgot, thinking about how you feel when that meal is over. So if I'm having clients begin to really connect with, hey, tell me, I want you to just write down one word when you're done with that meal, how do you feel? And say they um, go out to um, a restaurant and they order a cheeseburger and fries. And they write down after that meal, kind of full, maybe tired. And then they go to another restaurant the next day for lunch and they order soup and salad. And after they eat that meal, the word is just satisfied. Okay. Then they start to connect. I really do feel better when I eat these healthier combinations of food, right? I, I, I do enjoy having more energy. I do enjoy not falling asleep at my desk you know, at one o'clock in the afternoon when I have this kind of food versus this kind of food. And so by nature, by internal wisdom, people begin to pivot to fueling their bodies because they've taken the time to notice how they feel when they do that. So there's lots of reasons why someone's body might become healthier with mindful eating because they're, because they're paying attention they're eating maybe less, they're choosing healthier foods, they're only eating when they're hungry, they're not eating out of emotion, binge eating is happening much less. So you can see how health could improve. And when we look at the research related to diabetes, 
um, heart health, weight management, we do see evidence that mindful eating can be helpful in those situations. So I hope you have enjoyed learning a little bit more about mindful eating. I certainly know that I have. It's also been kind of fun to bring these conversations um, to the table with my kids and get them to connect to mindful eating as well, because Lord knows it would be a beautiful thing to have learned as a child, right. To have learned these things earlier in life and, um, to sort of put it in the face of all the dieting cultures out there that tell us that we need to be this way and eat these things because the best piece or the best part about mindful eating is that it's not an external control anymore. It's not a, my fitness pal telling me what to do. It's a me telling me what to do. It's internally driven and it's internal wisdom. And so that to me is reliant on, on beautiful self-care beautiful listening to ourselves and allowing us to love ourselves more. So enjoy your next meal. May it look a little different than the meal that was before. And I love you more. 